Hey guys, welcome to the Drawing Room Experts. Um, this is me, Zabe. So I had uh, initially, originally, um, planned to do this episode <laughs> um, a a lot earlier in the week, um, and b about uh, my team Liverpool and their chances and uh, the league this season review their squad and um, the activity in the market uh, since the end of last season um, and you know just almost like a, a, a review of the season although the season has already begun and we're four games in um, but I think because the transfer market was closing uh, is closing uh, tomorrow um, um tomorrow for me but it's going to be today for you guys uh listening on october 5 um though so i thought okay you know because the market's gonna close the um soon and you know activity from a liverpool perspective wasn't that too much expected barring maybe one or two here and there maybe if even if that um, and then I thought, okay, you know, close to the um, uh, end of the transfer market, it's going to be a good opportunity to review the squad and see what what our chances are and um, have a few things to say about, you know, um, who we are going to be relying on, especially in midfield this season, though. Um, but I guess as you guys who know the Premier League, who watch the Premier League and uh, who are probably listening to me, um, almost in the sulking mode that I'm in right now, you guys probably realize why that's not going to be the case for this episode. Um, so yeah, I mean, without any, you know, without even wasting too much time here, I'll just dig right into it. So here it is. Here are my feelings after that woeful performance um, and at Aston Villa. <laughs> Just so you guys know, I'm I'm still going to be talking about the season in general, like or my my feelings about the squad and everything. But I think it's it's probably topical, um, and I'm also glad that I didn't record this episode um, earlier in the week because it would have been completely out of touch, and I would have probably ended up re-recording it anyway. Um, so I'm glad this is this is the mode and this is the time I'm recording it, um, 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 the episode. Though um, I just finished watching the game, um, I just um, um, finished watching that woeful performance by us um, at Villa. Um, first of all, um, you know, losing Adrian, um, oh sorry, losing Allison before the start of the game due to a 
uh, an injury and then also during the week we we heard about uh the likes of Thiago, you know and and Mane both of them contracting um um the coronavirus uh, so are in isolation for the next 10 days or so um you know having put having heard that it wasn't really the most upbeat perform like upbeat preparation to this game i guess for from a liverpool perspective but i don't think that's the reason why we lost so badly and you know first let's talk about the way we lost um and why we lost in my opinion this is just you know literally a few minutes after the game is finished so i haven't really gotten a chance to really analyze it myself and digest that performance i hope to god i never do that because it's just i just want to throw up uh, for that one um but regardless of that i i i think i think the 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 issues from our side were were so glaring that i don't think it requires me to look at that game ever again or even listen to any pundit for that matter um to really get my 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 feelings straightened up because i think it was just a shit show to begin with um um maybe i'll start off with with uh, with um um start off with talking about the game against arsenal which was um um the last game um that we played at home um last premier league game that we played um that performance in the first half was just immaculate it was um exceptional and then after the game when we won um uh, there was this huge um uh, um viral moment if you like where uh, Klopp uh, was uh, blown away almost and took a lot of issues with Roy Keane speaking about some instances in our performances which were slightly um um sloppy so that was the word that was used Klopp heard the word sloppy he thought uh, Roy is defi- describing our performance as sloppy which was obviously far from the truth but in 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 reality I think Roy was referring to some aspects and moments in our game which were quite sloppy and 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 overall I think I kind of agree with with Roy there that he was overall very you know um uh, you know he praised the team a lot so uh, he was very positive about our performances overall it was just that you know he said that there were some moments where you know they were kind of uh, sloppy i think klopp understood that to be the case because there were a few offside decisions and you know the likes of obamayang and and um lacazette were able to get behind our defense i think that was not the issue even when i was watching that game even the game against leeds uh, maybe not against uh, Chelsea so much but I think the Leeds game and the game against Arsenal there were some sloppy moments and not the fact that we conceded chances of course team are you know uh, opposition teams are going to score against us and they're going to look you know attacking against us and they're going to look good against us they're going to have opportunities against us I'm not going to sit here and assume K our defense will never let that happen of course that's going to happen of course Alisson and or a- Adrian will 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 have to make uh, some some smart uh, saves this season but that's not the problem i think the problem was giving the ball away um and i think i've been ex- been been seeing this ever since the end of last season you could understand that you know we were 
the league was won you know there was not much motivation then you know the, there was no crowd it was just a very strange environment to play football anyway but um, you could probably discount it for that but um but regardless i think it was just um so many instances of us giving the ball away that has been the issue for me uh, even against leeds we we were just giving the ball away cheaply in midfield um and and uh, coming back to this game against villa i think the sloppiness as roy keen pointed out um you know against arsenal um and i agreed with him uh, even though you know i like that you know klopp almost you know was was too aggressive and and uh, almost you know took roy keen on which not many people do i'm pretty sure you know jamie garger uh, was was in the was in the studio at that time as well he w- must have been loving it but um um apart from that i think i think um in essence i kind of agree with uh, agree with roy i can't believe i'm saying this but still that's the truth right um i know what he meant i know what he was referring to because i had been seeing that for past few games or at least towards the end of last season and some some games this season as well um and that kind of repeated in its full form uh, against villa um chief um um i would say chief villains you know for pardon the pun um against avila were you know top of the list i would say ronaldum in midfield I, i can't believe so many times he gave away the ball cheaply um and and uh firmino as well i think uh, up front he was just too lazy with the ball he was thinking too much like he he'd been positioned where he could have just shot a goal just maybe one a corner or something like that like make the keeper work make the defenders work but he's always looking for that cute pass extra pass he wants to be the creator and not the uh, you know the scorer which is why his his numbers haven't been uh, that impressive the past two years um but uh, but i think that just giving away the ball cheaply um uh, alexander arnold was not was not up for it uh, in in the game as well he gave away a bunch of them as well um i thought i thought uh, jones uh, when he when he uh, joined us in the second half um he was very good uh, I, i believe he's probably one of the few people who's played well or was i was able to see that how good he was playing or he was trying really hard um i think diogo jota was was uh, jota probably yeah um was was playing really well as well i think i think he was probably the more uh it is diogo jota um he was probably one of the more active players up front and um and showed a lot of promise you know hit the target a bunch of times obviously mosala scored a couple of goals but uh, he couldn't do that he couldn't really do much on his own but i think the problem was giving away the ball cheaply our midfield was non-existent that's why people talk about you know what's so good about uh, hendo what's so good about james uh, uh, milner in you know playing for us uh, both of these guys james milner and, and and jordan henderson if you have to be a liverpool player or someone who watches the liverpool uh, team play on a week in and week out basis to realize how important these two individuals are to us uh, you know our team 
I do understand James Miller will not be able to play all of those games, but I think we need absolutely, you know, we need uh, Hendo back. But we also have now Mr. Thiago, and I don't know how we're going to fit him in, uh, probably in place of uh, Wijnaldum. Uh, but you need that engine from him as well. Maybe, um, maybe Kita. I don't know. But I think you gotta fit him in because it's not just, you know, he's not there just to play. The influence. I I would have imagined that after that first half against Villa, or even that second half against Villa, um, um, especially after the first couple of goals that we conceded, he would have like been on it. Uh, against those guys on the pitch making sure that they're not slacking off which in midfield frankly everyone was uh Vinaldum was um um Fabinho you can't really blame too much because it's not his job to really spread the ball around too much he's he's making sure that he sweeps but he he didn't do that job well uh, as well um uh, Keita didn't have a good first half that's why he was substituted early on uh, you know actually on the cusp of uh, the first half he didn't start the second half. Um, so all around, the midfield was just non-existent. That's why Villa uh, players just kept running through the midfield so easily. Their counterattacks were, you know, were um, just unstoppable because there was no one there to stop them, literally. Um, and then you go back to the defense. Uh, Adrian didn't really cover himself in, in, in a lot of glory. Uh, with his positioning, I do. I still do think that he's a very good number two, um, uh, despite what a lot of people say about him. But I think he's a very good number two, and he he you know he he still made that one save, which uh, was important because a two would have been you know I don't know if I can't even imagine that would have been even more embarrassing that you know the current defeat was. But um, uh, you know, regardless of that, I think. Um, uh, Adrian didn't really cover himself in too much glory, and uh, Alexander Arnold, um, Joe Gomez. I'm a huge fan of that guy. I actually feel like if he plays consistently week in week out with uh, Verge at the back, he could be our long term uh, centre back, and he is that good. He can spread the ball uh, well. He's he's good and on his feet. He can pass the ball well. He can defend. Um, uh, not just in the center defense position, but also at right back. While you know you have your Alexander Arnold's uh, venturing uh, forward um, in attack, but he had a horrible game. Um, I think it was the second goal where he was easily turned, like the um, uh, Willa player. I forgot his name. The guy who scored a hat trick. Um, he he literally to turn him uh, upside down for that goal as if he wasn't even there. So um, I don't know. It was just an awful performance. Anything that could go wrong um, in a game went wrong for us. Uh, the three deflected goals didn't help us. I think it was extremely unlucky. Uh, you know, I don't want to. Uh, suggest that something would have been better. No, it was still a bad performance, but it doesn't help. It wasn't like, um, you know, we didn't deserve to have those three goals which were so blatantly deflected. Just It was just awful, right? It was just, it went wrong from, it went from bad to worse. 
though I think the chief villains, if you like, were Joe Gomez, Alexander Arnold. So half of your defense, literally, or if you add Adrian to that as well, so literally seventy-five percent of your defense gone. And then you come to the midfield. Uh, you talk about Vinaldum, absolutely crap performance from him. Uh, Fabinho, who played, uh, you know, middle of defense, uh, deep into second half. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he had a horrible game, but um, he wasn't really there. But I'm still gonna keep him in. So Vinaldum and Keita. Both those guys had a horrible, horrible game. Although Keita played just the first half, so ha- that's that's literally almost two third of your de- uh, your midfield non-existent. So just one guy in, you know, Curtis Jones um, or Fabinho playing well. Um, you know, but even he he had to step back into defense in the in the second half when Joe Gomez was rightly substituted. So. Um. So that's that's two of your midfielders non-existent, poor game, and then what? What else can your you know front three do? There was no Mane, of course. Diego Jota had a good game. I think he was active, played pretty well, uh, still made things happen. I thought some of the free kicks given against him were just st- st- stupendous. I think, or not stupendous actually, it was just ridiculous that the referee would give those uh, against him. Uh, but he was he was okay. Mo Salah scored a couple of goals. He, you can't really expect more from him. Um, he did what he could. And Bobby Firmino was just horrible again with the ball. He's so good in holding the ball up with those passes. Although he assisted Mo Salah for that for that second goal, but um, overall keeping the ball, passing it, just giving away so. Um, non-seriously uh, it was just awful so you know just like that you have Firmino you have Vinaldum, you have um, um, you have Firmino Vinaldum, you have Keita you have Joe Gomez you have Alexander Arnold you have um, Adrian all of these th- like that's literally more than half of your teammates um, not showing up for the game. So, of course, we're going to lose 7-2 to Aston Villa. I mean, it would have been even worse. I think probably three goals We could have been 10 goals. That would have been even more embarrassing. But, um, I mean, I was, towards the end of the game, I was like, fuck, is there a rule in the game where the referee just stops the game? Because I was done. I was literally scared for us to score more, uh, to concede more goals. I think maybe in the middle of the second half, I was like, okay, you know, Five two, maybe we can still go uh, score a couple goals and make it interesting towards the end of the game. But at one at at the end, I was like, "Fuck, stop it, stop it already." At one point, I think the commentator said, "Okay," um, and he was baffled too. He was like, "Why is Liverpool? Why are Liverpool not accepting defeat here? Because they keep they keep on attacking and we keep losing goals uh, on the counter attack." So he was like, "Why is Liverpool not?" Uh, just laying down and accepting the defeat here because that's it. The game is over, man. You guys have lost. Um, I think that was when we nearly scored. Uh, we nearly conceded the eighth goal. Um, um, but yeah, it was just one of those games, and it's awful. It was um, really, really bad. But at the same time, I'm I'm not too hurt because this this whole Liverpool dominance has been a very recent. <laughs> fixture in my life at least for a couple of years 
before that we were this you know uh shaky side who would lose against the villa you know away or something like that would happen to us um so uh, i'm not too surprised or i'm not too shocked i would say because you know i still remember the days of uh, roy hodgson like it was yesterday and still remember having mario balotelli uh, balotelli balotelli or kya naam tha uska jo bhi tha um playing for us and you know having uh, um ricky lambert as one of our number 9s it's um um so yeah i'm 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 not too shocked because i've seen those days too um yeah so it was just a horrible horrible day uh, my sunday's ruined my week probably is ruined because we won't be playing for the next 10 days or so because of the fucking international break break i don't know why we need that because of you know especially when having a pandemic and you're having players uh contract um, the virus why do you need to fucking travel all that like this is ridiculous um so um anyway but i think um i think this is probably going to help us because we're going to all go away hopefully forget what happened at um at villa and you know come back strong against a very very good looking everton side who are just refusing to stop down i think they've won uh four out of their four games 100% um and we play them next away it's going to be a very very difficult game especially at the back of this game um but it's, it's at least we're, we're going to have Mane back, Thiago back and hopefully no more injuries in the international uh, uh break. Um we can have a full um full side playing against Everton. Hopefully we can give them a good game because it's going to be tough after, you know, watching this uh pathetic show. But anyway, um so that was unexpected. I didn't expect to be commentating on today's game. I always thought ki yaar chalo jo bhi hoga Villa se hum jeet jayenge. was draw karenge but i'm not going to refer to that game because you know it happens you know you draw points here and there but to lose like that i think it was important for me to talk about it um to keep it current i guess anyway um i'm still going to talk about the season i i i think it's important that we do discuss a couple of things um uh, as far as the transfer activities concerned you know some of our acquisitions uh this season have been really smart um um so wanted to discuss that um as well in this uh episodes okay i'm just pulling up our squad Okay. Um so um obviously the biggest uh signing we have is um is uh, Thiago from from Bayern Munich and um just having seen him that you know half against Chelsea he looked very very promising and and very excited to to have him on board uh um you know i think i i think um it's going to be very interesting having him in that middle uh, midfield middle field in, in in that midfield um i think it's going to be interesting for klopp how he um uh, you know arranges that because 
like I said, we need Dean, uh, not Dean. We need Hendo in in, in that midfield, um, even desperately after this game. Um, just as a character, I think he's needed, and he's he's a very very good footballer too. So it does it's not like it was sort of as a captain killed. He's a he's a good player too. But we definitely need some character there in 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 the team. Um, um, having Diogo Jota, uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't too thrilled about that. I mean, I'd seen him play for Wolves, but he wasn't like uh, your Jimenez or um, your um, what's his name. Um, forgot that the right winger Wolfska. anyway so yeah he wasn't one of those uh, at least not considered as one of those big big um, uh, Wolves players but to have him uh, I've seen him play for a couple of games um, uh, he looks exciting he looks very good he's he's good on the ball he's good in the air he's he's strong uh, as well so it was important to have him I think um, uh, even with Mane or Mo Salah, you know, not playing any of those games. I think it's gonna, he's going to be a very able uh, replacement uh, to have on the bench, and he's, he could be a very impact player too. So I think that was a good uh, signing as well. Um, along with that, I think um, which was the most important, I would say, acquisition um, this this transfer market for me was having a left back, which is. Uh, Simicas. Um, we acquired him for eight and a half million pounds, I think. Um, oh, sorry, actually, it was yeah, yeah, it was actually close to ten million pounds. Um, from Olympiacos, and um, I've seen him play a couple of times as well. Uh, for us, and he's looked decent, looked okay. I think he could be, you know, one of those players that would really push. Uh, Andy Robertson to really up his game because I think towards the end of last season, or maybe most. Uh, actually, middle of that last season, he was slacking off a little bit, I think, and uh, it's 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 normal, it's natural to do so because you know um, they've been playing back to back so much at such high intensity. You know your your game is going to drop off here and there. So I think it's important for him to know that there's someone behind him, and we can't play a whole season one more time with uh, James Miller as our uh, number two left back. So I'm um, really, really happy with that uh, with that acquisition. I think it was very important. Um, I think the most important thing that I wanted to discuss was the midfield. Now, I did mention that we have Thiago coming in, and you know that's a huge, huge um, acquisition for us. But I think it's very important to see how Klopp is lining up his, his midfield here. Like, what are options are we seeing that he has or he's looking to use uh, uh, during the course of this season? Um I I believe Curtis Jones um, last year really really broke through. He deserves to be on the bench. He deserves to play those games. Uh, he's so good with the ball. He's so good in uh, in the air. He's he's he can shoot the ball. He can pass the ball. He's still very young. He's learning. Um, so I think Jurgen probably has decided that he's going to be relying on him this season. He's not going to be like one of those guys who's going to go out on loan or. He's not going to be the under twenty three player. He's going to be the main first team squad player. Um, he's going to be using him where need be. Um, I think that's that's very very good. I think he's ready. He's a good player, and uh, I have high hopes with him. Uh, and similarly, I think uh, Marco Gruhic. Um, he's had 
two very very important uh, years away from the squad in germany he's played decently there as well he's a good height midfielder i've seen him play a couple of uh, our efl games and uh, friendlies as well uh, prior to the season beginning um i have high hopes for them i i really rate him gruich so i uh, i'm hoping that he he doesn't go out on loan doesn't seem like he will because we haven't really acquired any more midfielders other than thiago so i think it's very important to have him as an option on the bench uh probably even starting some of those games since you know um we may have um uh, fabinho dropping into uh central defense after watching that game against joe gomez that might be something that's not too far from the truth so you need someone in the in that midfield especially when you don't have hendo playing or he's if he's injured or something like that so i think from that perspective marco would be a very good uh, addition to the squad and he does you know look like an addition because he hasn't been really around for 2 years he was a i think he was a um was he a um um brandon rogers acquisition or or was he jurgen klopp i don't know but either way i think it's good to have him harry wilson um hasn't really gone out on loan yet um but i i i actually like the guy i really really do um and he's 23 now i can see why jurgen klopp is almost hesitant to really keep him because um he he has an okay but he hasn't really set the the world alight when he plays for us i uh, did supremely well with derby he did really well at bournemouth last year as well um but i think he might be one of those players going out like brewster i think uh, i think i put them in the same same category uh where they have shown promise here and there but really not really broken through at liverpool like curtis jones have so um i think he's close probably leaving he's probably going to leave uh, tomorrow to burnley i believe um i think like uh, like brewster uh, liverpool should have a buyback clause which is smart business on our on, on our behalf i think uh, having a buyback clause for brewster who who knows he might you know break through at uh, at uh, Sheffield and really become something uh, of a player that we expect him to be. And similarly Harry Wilson, you know, he has so much promise. He has so much talent, I think, and he's still young. 23 is not a uh, you know an an old age. Uh he still has time to learn. Pro- probably he's going to peak in a couple of years when he's 25, 26. So who knows, you may have a world beater by then and we have the option to buy him back. So I think um you know having if he leaves i wouldn't be too surprised or too shocked even i think he's probably uh destined to leave anywhere um up front we haven't really acquired anyone else other than diogo um uh, we have st- we still have origi i think hanging around i don't think he's going to leave now you know especially when we have nobody else uh to rely on especially brewster he's also leave uh, he's also left so uh, having origi firmino um um and uh, mosala um and um uh minamino and uh, mane i think those are some healthy options up front not world beaters by any any stretch of imagination but 
um this this is almost the same front 3 or front 5 if you like with the squad that we won the league with so um high hopes i think it's not about the players with with the uh, with liverpool or jurgen i think it's not about the players it's about the system and the way they play to mere khayal se to i think uh, i'm i'm fairly satisfied with that squad now is it you know man city level squad no no way no way near is it a a chelsea level squad no not even close um you know uh, if if everyone at chelsea you know some at, at, at least some of their new acquisitions if they perform to the potential that they are that they have they're going to be an, an a team to beat this season um so um is it is it as good as them of course not but i think what we have going for us is the consistency and um the continuation from from last year or the other year before and everyone knows who's at least who's coming into the system or the squad for that matter you know like we have Curtis Jones and um you know the likes coming into the squad um you know your Nico Williams as well on right in 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 right back who's a very very good right back uh good replacement uh, when um we don't have uh, alexander arnold playing so a- any of these guys coming in they know exactly what to do because the system is so well explained and so well embedded into everybody else everyone in the squad that is not a surprise for them uh, or it's not like a a shock um, so i think that's the thing that's going for us i think the system and the way we play and the manager the team everyone knows what their roles are uh but i desperately hope that we fight back we come back from this defeat um and um we what better way to do that by beating everton and 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 bring everyone else on level playing field where i think everton's probably the only team that hasn't lost a game yet so um yeah man it was just a bad day especially you know when it started so well when united lost 6-1 at home um i was like wow this can this day get any better and no the answer was was a resounding no it got actually worse um though anyway my sympathies uh with uh, avesh tahir of course and uh, i'm sure his sympathies are with me after i mean we're not going to touch each other's teams this weekend at least because uh none of us did quite well anyway So yeah that was a, a broken hearted episode if you like I'm pretty sure you guys could probably hear that from my voice um but uh I really I really hope this was a one off performance but unfortunately the signs have been there you know the sloppiness in midfield has has been there I don't know where Ronaldo's head is at uh, I've been a huge proponent for him I think he's been a fantastic player for us I was hoping that he doesn't leave us and goes to Barcelona which was again on the cards but um he really needs to get his act together and he really really needs to get his shit together uh and we need Hendo back so those are my two I would say if you guys want to take any takeaways from it from a Liverpool perspective we need that we need to have Hendo back and of course Thiago and Mane both are going to come come back uh when we play Everton next in a couple of weeks but uh yeah until then hopefully hopefully this goes well anyway have a good one guys i'm certainly not going to have one bye